How Betsy and I Made Up by Will Carleton Read for LibriVox.org by Robert Robinson Give us your hand, Mr. Lawyer. How do you do today? You drew up that paper. I suppose you want your pay. Don't cut down your figures. Make it an X or a V, for that there written agreement was just the making of me. Going home that evening, I'll tell you I was blue, thinking of all my troubles and what I was going to do. And if my hosses hadn't been the steadiest team alive, they'd tip me over certain, for I couldn't see where to drive. No, for I was laboring under a heavy load. No, for I was traveling an entirely different road. For I was a-tracing over the path of our lives again, and seeing where we missed the way and where we might have been. And many a corner we'd turned that just to a quarrel led, when I ought to have held my temper and driven straight ahead. And the more I thought it over, the more these memories came, and the more I struck the opinion that I was most to blame. And things I had long forgotten kept rising in my mind, of little matters betwixt us where Betsy was good and kind. And these things flashed all through me, as you know things sometimes will when a fellow's alone in the darkness and everything is still. But, says I, we're too far along to take another track, and when I put my hand to the plow, I do not oft turn back, and tain't none a common thing now for couples to smash in two. And so I set my teeth together, and I vowed I'd see it through. When I come inside of the house, t'was some at in the night, and just as I turn to hilltop, I see the kitchen light, which often a handsome picture to a hungry person makes, but it don't interest a feller much that's going to pull up stakes. And when I went in the house, the table was set for me, as good a supper's I ever saw, or ever want to see. And I crammed the agreement down my pocket, as well as I could, and fell to eating my victuals, which somehow didn't taste good. And Betsy, she pretended to look about the house, but she watched my side coat pocket like a cow would watch a mouse. And then she went a-foolin' a little with her cup, and intently readin' a newspaper, a-holdin' it wrong side up. And when I'd done my supper, I drawed the agreement out, and gave it to her without a word, for she knowed what t'was about. And then I hummed a little tune, but now and then a note was busted by some animal that hopped up in my throat. Then Betsy, she got her specs from off the mantel-shelf, and read the article over quite softly to herself read it little by little, for her eyes is getting old, and you know, lawyers writing ain't no print, especially when it's cold. And after she'd read a little, she gave my arm a touch, and kindly said she was afraid I was lowing her too much. But when she was through, she went for me, her face is streaming with tears, and kissed me for the first time in over twenty years. I don't know what you'll think, sir, I didn't come to inquire, but I picked up that agreement and stuffed it in the fire, and I told her we'd bury the hatchet alongside of the cow, and we struck an agreement never to have another row. And I told her in the future I wouldn't speak cross or rash if half the crockery in the house was broken all to smash, and she said, in regards to heaven, we'd try and learn its worth by starting a branch establishment and running it here on earth. And so we sat a-talkin' three-quarters of the night, and opened our hearts to each other until they both grew light. And the days when I was winning her away from so many men was nothing to that evening 
I courted her over again. Next morning, an ancient virgin took pains to call on us, her lamp all trimmed and a-burning to kindle another fuss. But when she went to prying and opening of old sores, my Betsy rose politely and showed her out of doors. Since then, I don't deny, but there's been a word or two. But we've got our eyes wide open and know just what to do. When one speaks cross, the other just meets it with a laugh, and the first one's ready to give up considerable more than half. Maybe you'll think me soft, sir, a-talkin' in this style, but somehow it does me lots of good to tell it once in a while, and I do it for a compliment, tis so that you can see that that there written agreement of yours was just the makin' of me. So make out your bill, Mr. Lawyer. Don't stop short of an X. Make it more if you want to, for I have got the checks. I'm richer than a national bank, with all its treasures told, for I've got a wife at home now that's worth her weight in gold. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.